0: start here. The last update that we had from government was that um, 60 out of a total of 110 families had agreed to be part of the arbitration process. Has there been any movement in that regard? Have more families actually bought into this process?
1: So, Tina, um the last count I saw, and it will come clearer this morning, that's the first point to cleared up this morning. Was around um, just over sixty. Um, as you know, yes, the lives lost were you know just over a hundred. So we hope that there will be people who would come, family members who would come on, when um, even with the train that might have left the station, to come onto the process. and we have structured the arbitration in a way that allows family members who are not party now to come on board and be parties.
0: And I think that's very important to state right at the onset. Um, but what will your primary role be as the arbitrator in this process?
1: So, you Kina, know, the primary role will be to determine what is just an equitable redress in a matter of this nature. The parties can't decide that matter themselves, so they would need an independent person who would Listen to the evidence all around and determine what is equitable redress. A redress has three parts to it. One obvious part is compensation, that is money. What would be appropriate for the state to pay for these losses of life that we have experienced? The second part is fighting space <coughs> Excuse me for closure creating a platform where people could, uh, who are affected could be able to tell their stories in a way that allows them to, to pass on and move on from this terrible tragedy. And the third thing, equally important, is for the state to tell the nation what happened. You know, how, how, how do you lose 100 something lives uh, in circumstances where the state has the duty to provide access to uh, adequate health care. So those are the three parts, and all three are quite important, though some people always look at how much will it be Mm. if equitable redress, which is a concept wider than just compensation.
0: And what about um, a custodial sentence? Is that the, uh, something that you could possibly recommend at the end of the process?
1: Yes, let me explain. That there are criminal investigations going on. So this process will not stand in the way of people, if any, being charged criminally. Then they'll go to a criminal court and they'll have to defend themselves if they were, for instance, to be charged for culpable homicide or murder. But this arbitration is not about criminal liability. It is about civil liability. Uh, It's about compensation. It's about redress. um, It's about closure. It's an ADR process. There's another process that might be, if the police knew their work, of charging those who would be found liable for causing these deaths. As you know, the state has already conceded that the deaths have been caused wrongfully, in other words, unlawfully and negligently. But another court, another process, will have to decide on the guilt of those who might be charged.
0: And in the end, how binding or not will uh, the agreements made during this process be?
1: Well... Excuse me, that is why it's an arbitration process. It is, of course, binding. If I were to make an award, the state would be compelled to make good that award, uh, to make, to pay the compensation. For instance, to pay for expenses of people, family members, who might have to submit to psychological or psychiatric intervention, as an example. So it is binding in law, and the state is obliged to do what the arbitrator tells them, Um, So I'm saying it is binding.
0: Justice Musineke, I see this has been set uh, aside for three weeks, um, but given that more families may actually buy into the process, um, is there any chance of that period being extended?
1: Yes, certainly. I mean, if we had more people coming up beyond the 64 or so who we know of now, We, when I know that there are processes to try and get more people, and we have had advertisements going out there to attract more victims, then we would look at another uh, period of sitting. I would hope it would be before December, because the matter that needs to be wrapped up expeditiously, I think, to allow closure for, for families.
0: And um, one of the questions raised by the families as we've spoken to them uh, over the months was, of course, in trying to find closure, getting answers uh, that um, they they, they were not sure whether people could be held accountable, could be called to come and account. Uh, People like, for example, the former Gauteng Health MEC Ketani Masangu, you would have powers to subpoena them, wouldn't you?
1: That, you, know, the process has been structured as an arbitration for that very reason. It's not a nice clock shop. This is a forum to try and search for the truth. And um, an arbitrator in law has the power to subpoena whoever might be able to shed light on, for instance, causes of death, the circumstances under which the patient were transferred to homes that were said to be NGOs, and how the death occurred, and so on. So to get to the truth, um, there will be evidence leaders, and there will be that it has the part to subpoena whomever to throw light on, um, on this terrible tragedy. It's over 100 people who died. If you remember just in Marikana, a third of the number died. So it is quite a big number of South Africans who have lost their lives.